Burr. Maybe need maybe we need to open the vent in here to your closet. That's okay. Was it cold? I'm just chilly. Jacket or something. Yeah, all my light jackets are right up there on the top. You can wear that camo. Oh, yeah, I'm a big hot damn in camo. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Camping, I'd still oh, go, go forward. Open, there saying. you go. I just I was wanting some open in the front, but that camo one's open in the front. I'm not wearing camo. <laughs> now we're leprechaun green. <laughs> Boy, that baby's been around a while. Yeah. Good thing it was a really big one. <laughs> I mean, like, it used to be, like, really little. It's a fat joke. <laughs> I didn't mean for it to be a fat joke, but I guess it kind of turned out that way. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is our podcast for the love of us. podcast for the love of us i'm ronnie and i'm carrie and we're here every week just to give you a little bit of of insight into our life in the ministry and in in uh in being parents and serving in the local church and and also trying to make everything work together and so uh last week as uh, me and carrie were talking right before we come on air was a pretty busy week um you know, every time we sit down to do these on Monday nights, it's almost like the week before was a blur. And uh, but you know, that's just life. That's just the way, you know, the way it's the way it is. It was funny. Um, we were in the truck tonight, going over to Sam's to pick up a few things. Sam's wholesale would pick up a few things, and um, Kaylin said something about drive. I drive, or did you hear her say that? Well, she said something about me drive or something like that. You know, because she's getting used to. Evan driving, and she said something about me driving. And I said, no, no, you can't drive. You won't drive for a while. And I sit there and begin to think. I begin to think. <laughs> That's what brought it up. I begin to think, how old is she now? She's three. And then you add, what makes her 15? 12 years <laughs> until she's driving. <clears throat> I was almost almost became exhausted just thinking about twelve <laughs> years, twelve more years. Yeah, and, but it all goes by by like a flash, you know. Um, it just seemed like yesterday. Evan was learning to walk, and we was in the little house and in Wildwood, uh, in Wildwood and and uh, you know, it just goes by like a flash. But uh, this week has gone by uh, like a flash, and. Do you recall any kind of highlight you want to talk about from the week? Of course, you big a big milestone. You started driving again. Yeah, I did start driving. Um, on Tuesday, I went to the plastic surgeon for a refill. Woohoo! <laughs> Not hug. Like enough already. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, at least my skin's saying enough. <laughs> but um. Anyway, the doctor said as long as I'm not still taking medicine or whatever that's making me loopy and my pain level's not too bad that I can drive. And so I refuse to take pain medicine even though I have had a very, very uncomfortable week. Yeah. And I can't say that I'm in pain, pain, but it's very uncomfortable to where it's on my nerves because mm -hmm. it's just... It's just constant. It's just chronic. It's just not going away. It's just this constant. It's like your foot falling asleep and everything's coming back to life again and it's prickly. And then when you push it, it tingles even worse, like pins and needles poking it. Mm -hmm. That's just why it is. Mm. It's just driving me crazy. I'm just sorry. getting on my nerves. Yeah. So the only time I don't realize that that's there is you know, when I'm asleep, and so I've been wanting to sleep a whole lot, which 
I'll just chalk it up to being sleepy and not wanting to deal. But <clears throat> deal with the pain and everything. Yeah, it's just it was just it's just nice to be able to sleep and the fact that I can actually sleep on my side, side. again. Yeah, I was to say that. Yeah. And so I'm such a side sleeper, and, uh, and with it, all this all this surgery, you haven't been able to do that. You've had to sleep on your back. Your mom so. made me a special pillow where I could pseudo sleep on my side, but not really, you know, not really be on my side. But kind of seemed like it a little bit, but propped over. Uh-huh. But um, that was a godsend. That that pillow it was wonderful. But I was glad when it didn't come in between us. Yeah. Last night, so. Oh. Um. So, uh, you started driving. Now, I remember, wasn't Evan driving your mom's? Oh yeah, car, and uh, it was that day actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Tuesday. And Tuesday when they were coming back from the doctor. Well, we came back from the doctor, and um, I ended up. Um, mommy ended up, you know, just I ended up being with her when she was picking up the boys from school mm-hmm. and so we decided to stop and get a mountain dew at the family dollar which is maybe a half a mile down the road or something and um evan talked to mama into driving her the rest of the way home yeah, yeah her vehicle rest of the way home and i'm like mommy you're gonna regret it <laughs> i'm telling you mama but um i guess people thought i was exaggerating until yeah until it come to the turn until he put it in drive <laughs> no when he put it in drive and he started to pull out of the parking lot he was going out the side that people would be turning in on so he's on the total like total left side side. yeah okay. and so i'm like okay son and so there was this car coming and i'm talking it was a quarter of a mile away i mean it looked really bitty small still you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and i'm like son go and he's like no but there's a car and i'm like this is like me. I do that. Same. I'm do like, that you have really got to um, just kind of judge it, son. Yeah, there's a car coming, but you would still would have had plenty of time to pull out because <laughs> yeah. it's not going to always be perfectly clear with no cars ever in view. You just kind of got to gauge it. Okay, so finally he pulls out, <laughs> gets out of the way. Thankfully, nobody was trying to turn in at the time. Oh, so we didn't have that awkward moment, but so anyway, got going down the road. He was doing pretty good, actually. You know, normally he either falls off the side of the road or almost hits a couple of mailboxes, or <laughs> just makes you like scoot uh, over the <laughs> towards the middle of the car, like a scoot over, scoot over. <laughs> well, he's doing pretty good keeping it in between the lines, but oh, he got, got to the to turn at Van Diver. The turn at, up our road, and it's like push the brake. Push the brake. Right. Push the brake. Push the brake. Push the brake. Turn, 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 turn. Push the brake. Turn. Push the brake. Turn. And we're like, push the brake. So he finally stops. He goes up on the grass towards the church sign. Oh, my word. I didn't know he went that And all far. I can hear is our insurance agent, Randy Hendrick. You did what? what? Again? Again? Because our son got wiped sign. out a few years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so funny. the church sound the church sign. I thought I thought yeah, I thought for sure mm-hmm. we were gonna do it again. Yeah, I mean he was up on the grass, like up the bank on the yeah on yeah, the wrong well, side of the road. And what did he say? He said, "Oh, it's too hard to turn. And I can't his, turn this. His car's too hard to turn. It's too hard to steer." <laughs> and so that was your gauge whether you should drive again is driving your mom's car so so to make sure yeah that uh that uh um that you could drive you just had to drive your mom's suv once you knew that then you were just ready to drive i said i don't mama said you want to drive my car i don't know evans it's pretty hard to turn (laughs) i might not want to be driving your car (laughs) i was preaching uh wednesday night um on Daniel chapter number eight, and he, we talked about how that Gabriel came and and 
you know, spoke to Daniel and I said in the message, I said, uh, you know, it's been said that every person, you know, has their own guardian angel, you know, that's with us every moment. Uh, ours have been working overtime because Evan's driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we can only peek into the heavenlies, you would see this just all these angels, my you know, mine, Grayson's, Kaylin's, yours. Sweat coming off the like, uh, And it's just like, when I'm ready to jump off, no. It's like, are you serious, Lord? Not again. <laughs> Uh, but he's done. Assign he's doing better. Anybody, but of course. Oh, oh, what was it? Sun? Was it Sunday? He no. What was it? it? Was Saturday? He was driving with. Uh, uh, he forgot to get gas. Remember, he said just block or two earlier. Son, pulling the gas station. We're gonna have to get some gas when you get up here to the <laughs> turn. And so we he stopped at that three way intersection on Mission Ridge. I mean, it was turning green, and so I said, it was green. So I just said, just go ahead and go on. Going through. Go on through the light. Go on. Through the light and then turn. Yeah, into the into the gas station parking lot. Well, he did. Well, he didn't do that. All so of a I'm sudden, like he just goes left, mm-hmm. like he's going home, and then okay, turn in here. And he didn't know what I was talking about. I said, "Turn, turn, turn!" And he's freaking out. And we almost took out that um, the, the air pump, the air pump over there in the corner. <laughs> and finally, he stopped. And I said, "Son, we were supposed. To, we got to get gas." I forgot. <laughs> But everybody was yelling. Everybody was screaming. Auden, like, Auden was with us. He was hollering too. How am I supposed to drive there by yelling at me, telling me different stuff? Oh, oh I'm like, man, well, we great. wouldn't be yelling at you if you were doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Oh my. So um, that happened, but that happened later on the week. Tuesday, I was completely consumed with trying to get my ebook together. Of course, Monday I'd announced that, you know, we were, I was going to release, you know, Exceptions of Jesus, my first ebook. But Tuesday I spent like all evening completely engrossed in trying to make a book for the Kindle, which drove me up the wall. Finally figured it out, but it drove me up the wall. So Tuesday was a complete blur. I was disconnected and out and then wednesday i'm getting ready for church on to preach wednesday night thursday is outreach i saw you for half a second and then we went out uh, to outreach where i gotta brag on my people we had i think it was we had a whole van load plus no we had a full van load with us that's about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, twelve to thirteen people out on outreach and mm-hmm. hit a huge swath of Mountain View community door to door. So I am so proud of our people. But that took I didn't get back to about eight thirty, nine o'clock after that is over. And uh and so it'd been a really busy week and again as I did the week before uh, pretty much neglected you and um but once you dig a ditch you don't have to dig it again see i did all the hard and heavy lifting for that first ebook the next one won't be as bad gotcha see and you made 20 something dollars so i went and bought me three dresses today thanks <laughs> Or writing your little ebook. <laughs> That's why the, the dress. hey, and believe it or not, yeah. all three dresses come out to be about twenty twenty one dollars. Yeah, there we so, go. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it you know it. I'm telling it, you what, it did it. So all your hard work paid off. It was really cool, though. I mean, of course, of course. Eight of those dollars was my own because I had to test it out. So really, I only made just a few sales, but because <laughs> I had to test it and make sure it works, and it works fine. Well, um, I had we to did. make sure the fund was funds were there, so I had to go spend it just to make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's real money. Kidding. It's real. Yeah, money. it's real money. It actually, it actually spans. No, but I hope the people that bought it will enjoy it, and uh, it'll be a blessing to them. And you know, I've got plans for for some more. I'm looking forward to to doing doing some more, a whole collection of of books on uh, 
on the Lord Jesus and on his life and his death and his passion and his his crucifixion and and so I'm going to put a put a whole lot of of those out there for people to uh, enjoy and to grow by and that's you know that's I want what we are enjoying at Bethany to be enjoyed by a lot of other people and some people can do it by audio and some people do it by reading mm-hmm. and so I want to make it available uh, to all and we'll start putting together some collections of audio too and make those available for people uh, to have but uh, but anyway I spent a whole lot of time on that and then uh, so Friday night everything's off the table we went out to eat the whole family we did oh um, a lot, a lot of, um, um, my week was, um, Kaylin and, um, Layla and Hannah and I, we oh, all had, had a, a little play date yeah. and, um, that was so much fun mm. and it was just, you know, I don't, I don't get to do much like that. Right, I just right. don't have anybody to do that kind of thing with and. Um. So it, it just it was just really really special. For of course, me. Hannah is a member of our of our church, and you two are pretty good friends. And our uh, girls are four months apart. Yeah, April May. They're they're real close. Well, to five months, five, five months, months apart, something like that apart. And so. uh, the um, they had been gone for the past week and a half, forever. You know, in Florida, they got stuck mm-hmm. down there. They, they took break down in the car so they could yeah, extend, so they their, could vacation extend their vacation or something. I like think that. It, I think there's more to it than what they're telling us. They do. I'm just kidding. No, no. they really did. They, <laughs> they had, had to pay trouble. for it. So yeah, they had some trouble. Yeah, but, but uh, so you guys got together and I saw some great pictures. So I'm glad you had a good yeah, time. They had a good time. They really did. And we went to dinner with Allison and Garrett and all of us at uh, at a restaurant uh, here in in Fort Oglethorpe. And it was Friday night. Yeah, it was uh, it was crazy. It was a busy week. It was. It was a it was a good dinner. Um, it was good to have Allison and Garrett there and Weston. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we didn't have any showdowns with the kids either. No, they were really they were good. really good. Weston was good. Yeah, ate well. Got a little antsy towards the end, but we'd been there a long it time. Was a it was long a long evening. wait for a food. Yeah. Uh, Auden got to sit in on Grayson's tab oh, because, right. because uh, Grayson went Grayson somewhere else. Auden went with us, so yeah, he <laughs> so he went with us, and we just had a, a good good evening and um, good some time together. I I don't I, I'd almost prefer to date, but a date night for just me and you, but. Well, I know, and and you had asked me earlier that you want to go out on a date Friday night, and I'm like, I don't know. And you're like, oh, I'll see how it is. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I kind of feel guilty because we haven't really done anything as a family in a long time. Yeah. And so, I'm dying to go see Cinderella. I yeah. I, I mean, I'm supposed to have a if Evan wasn't such a stick mom, in the mud. Mom and I asked Auden. He said he would he would want to go. He would Mama do. Mama and Tanya. And uh, we're supposed to go, but it'll probably be in the dollar movie or on DVD by the time, by the time can we can get, get together. together. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so, I do. You know, I, really I want like to go. I want you. I want to see you see it. Let's put it that way. See me see. Oh, see you see it. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see you see it. Uh, Evan has a problem with that movie. What is his problem? Because apparently the actress needs to be more beautiful. And not have black eyebrows. So and be just, a natural blonde, not a bleach blonde. He's having a really hard time with that. Really? And at least if they're going to be... She just doesn't meet his If standards. they're going to really be dark eyebrows, then they need to be thin and plucked well. Is that what you say? <laughs> she's got caterpillars. She's got caterpillars. I feel bad. I mean, she's not... I mean, I think she's a... She's, Okay, I mean she's yeah. pretty enough. I mean, but I'm he's like, just like oh, repulsed. Or I whatever. don't know what his problem is, but it's so <laughs> funny. He cracks me up. So anyway, I guess I don't know that he can sit through the movie, look staring at her eyebrows or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I don't mean to talk about anybody. But yeah, we could have we could have maybe silly. gone seen it Friday night, but uh, you know the yeah. stick in the mud. He wouldn't. He didn't want to go see I it. Know. So. Saturday, we had another busy day. 
uh, got up and got some work done at the church. The the ugly board above the gable at the front of the church, which is just kind of the this paint gnarly was, paint yeah. that is like a hundred years yeah. old, chipping. It got painted. I got up there and scraped it, and it looks fabulous. Ooh. It looks good. good. It's just a primer, though. It needs a final coat, but I didn't have time for that. It still has to look better than yeah. that. Yeah, and we had we had Evan and Auden, and and then the, uh, Auden's grandmother Bonnie came over there, and brother David, and we cleaned out in front of the annex, so it just looks good. It's, if only we could pressure wash the steeple. The steeple is so bad at our church. No, but six hundred dollars. Six hundred dollars. Good night. Six hundred dollars. I swore the last time. The last time we tried to pressure wash you said it, you was, were never going to do I it would again. Never, never do that you again. Don't ever swear because you never know when you're going to eat those gonna, words. I'm not going up there again. I'm not going I up there. I told you I would do it. You will not. <laughs> Get up on the and that thing and get up sixty to seventy feet in the air. No, no, a hundred feet in the air with a twenty foot pole. I would do it for Jesus. I might take you up on it. My arms might not be able to work you though. Wouldn't, you I'm wouldn't, too weak. No, you can't do that right now. Yeah. You would, I wouldn't I'm let really you up there feeling anyway. really weak. I I mean, I pretty much live a sedentary life i mean i don't really i mean other than a minimum amount of housework i really don't do anything and so i really really have to start exercising i'm feeling so weak right now by the way i have to let the folks know i have been running every day at lunch except for one because i had to do something i had to go get something no, I had the dentist appointment last yeah, Thursday. That's what it was. Uh, I had to go to the dentist. But every day I have been running. Now, I've been curbing my eating. I have yet to kick Mountain Dew. That's Me hard. Either. That's hard. Hey, I've been doing a lot better at Mountain Dew, though, since I got cancer. I try not to drink Yeah. I try not to drink it very often. Yeah. Because uh, it's diet. I mean, diet stuff. Yeah. I mean, sugar is bad enough, and diet. I don't know. Anyway, I just really need to be more health conscious. Yeah, I really do. I started to tonight before, right before I sat down to do whatever oh, the chore chart. Right, <laughs> I knew I had to get it done before the podcast tonight, so I sat down <laughs> like fifteen minutes ago and put together the chore chart so I could be done. We're gonna be parents. I, I am a parent. <laughs> I am a parent now. I'm a torch heart. But before I sat down to do that, I thought, you know what? I should go get, I should go get the PX90 DVDs that we bought five years ago to get in shape, and I should actually watch one for the first time. Watch it. And so, uh, no, I mean, like, do it. No, I'm not going to watch it. I mean, like, do it. Like, go down there. And so I was going to go find the box. Matter of fact, I think it's in this closet somewhere. I was going to go find that box of, or maybe it's maybe it's not in here. No. Where are the DVDs? I don't know. There's a I, box I in here. I think they're in that, that little. Accordion thing? I think they're in the little cabinet by the TV in there, oh. maybe. But I was going to go get that and go down to the the man cave down there next to Evan's room, mm-hmm. and I was going to watch one. And I realized, oh wait a minute, we took Evan's DVD player to put it in <laughs> in there. Well, what about Grace's DVD player? No, we took Dave, Grace's DVD player in there when it died. When so we've gone through like four DVD players recently, and we haven't replaced one. And we haven't replaced them. We need to go buy like a couple of DVD players because. Yeah, they're- the little cheap ones aren't too big. Yeah, they, they, they... Well, they don't last very long either, but they're fairly inexpensive. Yeah, so. so I didn't go work out. But if you'll join me, you know, maybe we go down there and work out together. I can't do PX90. Well, what if we got a... I can ride on the stationary bicycle. That's probably about all I could do right now. Well, we could do that, and I could lift weights next to you, and I could do the little runny thing that we got. The gazelle? The gazelle. I wonder if I could do that without my arms. <laughs> I think you could. You could just barely. You just kind of hold on to the side. Oh, there's those bars on the on side. side. You yeah, don't have to work your arms, arms back before you hold the thing on the side and do it. 
that thing actually wears you out too. Yeah. Because it's manual. It's not yeah. electronic. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Mm, I'm tired of thinking about it. Change subject. So, um, oh, but that's what we got into about exercise and, and everything. Um, we were working Saturday morning, got a lot of, a lot done. Then we had to get ready for my sister's surprise 40th birthday party several years ago. Well, not too many years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. Not too many. Not several. Several seems like seven. Yeah. No. Two years years ago. Two years ago. Uh, Two years ago, uh, my mom and my sister uh, threw a surprise 40th birthday party. Who am I? What am I? Just mush me. I I helped. I didn't know a lot of the background. I'm... My mother and my sister and you, my beautiful wife, put together a surprise 40th birthday party for me. And uh, it was really awesome, really cool. And I'm not too big on birthday parties, but I'm very thankful for it and enjoyed it. We had a lot of people from the church, and then my old high school basketball coach came up, and then one of my buddies from high school they haven't seen in forever came up, uh, David Williams. And uh, we just kind of hung out and everything. So it was really great. So fast forward two years later, my sister, or three, three years later, my sister, or two and a half. I was really thinking that more people would have came to our party than that did. It's that sad, It's just it? really sad. Yeah, it's sad. People don't have their priorities straight as all well, I can say. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so we um, went at, way out in Ringgold somewhere to one of Karen's friend's house and they had set up for her a Mardi Gras birthday party. And um, and we went out um, that afternoon. My mom and dad were already there. And one thing about the party is, is that they had these little party favor masks that had feathers on them, like really pretty feathers. And so everybody was getting these masks. Well, my dad took one and put it on upside down. With these two purple feathers that went straight down his nose, or on like either he side had a of his purple nose. Mustache. Oh man, it did like a purple mustache on him. It looked hilarious. But mom and dad were there, and uh, they uh, Karen came in total surprise. She'd been blindfolded. We all said surprise. I had to put my hand over Kaylin's mouth because when she said when she saw Aunt KK, she started to say Aunt KK, Aunt KK, and that would have kind of given it away. So uh, I had to kind of muzzle Kaylin before everybody said surprise. But she was really surprised, and we spent uh, the evening over there, had some great barbecue, and and had a good time. Yeah, that was a fun game that we played with the, the little cart, the little game that said you take somebody's beads if you, they do this, 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 or this. That was, that was pretty fun. That was fun. The second round that I played, I had cards that had really uncomfortable things that I just did not feel comfortable. No, try to get somebody to scream. Yeah. How do you do that? In a room full of people you don't know. Don't know really. Yeah. At all. And then like if they're not if they don't have anything in their pockets, you know, take a set of beads. If they do have something in their pockets besides a wallet, a cell phone, and a keys, well, I don't know. It was just really uncomfortable uh, in that one. But it is. It was a really cool game to get to know a lot of people and to kind of mingle. And it it turned out fun. My dad usually my dad is real standoffish around uh, a, a group of people that he doesn't know. And but he got all into that second game. It was hilarious. <laughs> It's funny. He was racked up on that that one question. Would you like to crawl on the floor? And if they said no, he got two beads. Two beads, yeah. Two sets of beads. And so at one point, he had like 13 strands of beads on him. You know, he was like the party master or whatever. And then slowly but surely, he started losing them because somebody else got on a roll. From pointing. From pointing, yeah. If you pointed, then you got your beads taken away. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I wasn't very good at that game. I, the first round, I did better than I did the second round. I was round. feeling really awkward at that. I don't know. I was, just, I was having one of my, I don't know, whatever, my moment. You know, when I get in some weird, a weird mood where I just crawl in my shell and just like, mm, 
Mm-hmm. I was having one of those moments, yeah. but they were there were a lot of people there, you know, and and people anyway. we just didn't know, you know. Yeah, it was hard. It wasn't. I mean, um, they're sweet. They're sweet as sugar, and yeah. I'm glad Karen had a really good time. But I'm just weird around. People wouldn't think that about me, though. Mm-hmm. I try not to be that way, but sometimes it, it just, just happens. Happens, you know. So see, that's where Evan gets it, I think. But his happens a lot, though. Well, you well, used to be like that worse than me. I did. It's like I'm becoming you, and you're becoming me. Isn't that we're just weird? Reversing roles. I'm like, Isn't that what weird? is wrong? The whole toothpaste thing. When we first got married, you used to get on to me about the toothpaste. Don't just squeeze the dumb thing and get the stuff out. You got to squish it all up to the front. Well, now the opposite's true. I don't you're squeeze the from that, the middle. No, but you do. You could give a rib about squishing it up to the top. No, I I keep it squished to the top, but uh, it doesn't mean as much now as it well, used to. Maybe now it matters to me. And then the whole, what are some other things? There's other things. Oh, there are definitely other things. That whole introvert Yeah, thing. the whole uh, introvert thing yeah, where I'm becoming a little bit more outgoing. And Yeah, you're talking to a random guy at the gas station the other day. Evan's like, why does Dad just do that? Why, how does Dad just strike up a conversation with a random dude at a gas station? At, look, the, at the gas pump. Look. I'm like, he's a pastor he's invites people to our easter service i mean that's just well think about this when we pull up we pull nearly at the same time he might have been there a few moments before me and then i'm <laughs> you know kind of minding my own business doing doing the gas and everything and he says something about the weather now when that happens oh yeah that's an open door for conversation mm-hmm. and I'm not going to pass it by. You know, I, I'm not going to pass it by when I'm by myself, mm-hmm. but I'm particularly not going to pass it by when I have my children and my family and members of my church here mm-hmm. and say, hey, what's he going to do? You know, is he going to right, talk to this? Right, is he going right. to invite him to church? Is he going to talk to him about the Lord? Right, you know, this and that. What he so, I mean, you know, right. I do that. When I'm by myself, when I have opportunity to hand somebody a track at a gas station or whatever, but you know, what a better ex- you know place to be an example yeah. in 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 staying evangelistic right. in our in and it's a mindset we have you have to keep right. that mindset yeah and uh, so it was great. I have problems striking up conversations. I mean, I, it's not something that I just like love to do you know like when we go on outreach and we knock on doors i have to take deep breaths like and uh, before i knock on that door before uh, they come you know to the door and so it's not like that's what i dig and that's what i love and that's what i'm oh i'm just that's just what i'm all about it's not i'd rather not but if you know if i'm going to be purposeful about the Great Commission, then I have to step outside my comfort zone. Um, you know, that book, uh, I'm listening to a book now, an audio book called The Humanitarian Jesus, you know, Jesus the Humanitarian. And it's talking about the social gospel and it's talking about, you know, the the, the saving gospel and, and talking about the social gospel how that you know if you if you hand a man a track that is starving to death it doesn't get through but if you just hand a man a sandwich without the gospel it's it's for naught it's for nothing and so there has to be that balance of the two and it's really mm-hmm. just eating my grape right now that you know do i personally do enough to you know am i like that james guy james it will be healed and be well be filled and be well i'll pray for you when you know i've got something to feed him with you know what i'm saying and that whole aspect of 
of not only talking it, but walking it. Well, that's kind of, I mean, what we try to do in our community dinner nights, though, on, yeah. on the fourth Sunday is we try to do both. We try to give, fill people's physical bodies and give them spiritual bread also. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, unless you have a ministry that is specifically for the hungry and the homeless, I mean, if if you just walk up to a random person and hand them a sandwich with a track and the baggie with it or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's they're going to be like, okay, thanks. Yeah. I mean, so there, it's got to be, you've got to, it's got to be in, I mean, you've got to see a need in order to meet the need. Right. You can't just go around handing people a sandwich. Right. I mean, if they don't need a but sandwich. But if, if we never walk where we see a need, you can be real careful and not walk in the places where you ever see a need. And that's what, and that's the problem that I have as far as, and I've had lately is that we get in our little Christian circles and we walk around in our Christian circles, but what are we doing to, 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 um, meet the needs of the lost or, you know, minister to the lost? What are we really doing? And other than our fourth Sunday and, inviting somebody to church every now and then we're really not there's not really a specific ministry that we have that says hey you know we're going to the well you go to the mission you know once a month you try to do that Mm -hmm. and um but is that you know is that doing my and i thought about that is that doing my part to meet a need um i don't support financially uh, the mission as right. much as I should. And I do give and something. And I have felt I, guilty about that too. You know, I uh, have. I don't and that, and the orphans, the widows. I mean, just what you James know. When James says, about. "Is talking about the true religion is you know you you feeding the hungry, caring for the widow and the orphan. Mm-hmm. I, and that's what true religion is. And because and it, Jesus it, was the embodiment, the epitome, the epitome of. That right. that's what he did. He 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 took care of the sick and afflicted, and the widow and the the helpless. And, and that's what that uh, you know uh, humanitarian you know Jesus you know was was really emphasizing right. being purposeful, not leaning either way because we like to lean either way. You know. Um, we like to lean on one side where all we do is preach the gospel mm-hmm. or we like to lean on the other side where all we like to do is meet, you know, needs, humanitarian needs and right, feed people right. without ever mentioning the name of Jesus. Right. And so there is a, there is a middle of the road aspect. And so, you know, it, it makes my heart want to, you know, if we, and it's just like you said, if we can't walk, if we don't see the need, then we're not walking where the need is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, is there the possibility that we could as a either a family, not necessarily a family, but maybe in greater numbers as a church, find places where there are the needy and bag lunches, you know, with a gospel track, well, bag lunches. That's with one of whatever. the things that um I was hoping to do tomorrow night is I know. the Modern Woodmen, our life insurance company they're really community oriented, and um, he they matched our fundraiser funds with five thousand yeah. dollars. They're they're just really generous like that. I really love them. Um, and Shane Catlett, he's um our agent, and um he and his wife Jennifer. I don't know how some of us are in her thing campaign and summer and he is i don't know how i don't know either but anyway but he's bagging you know uh, little bags of food for the homeless tomorrow night yeah and i was really hoping to go do that but we're going to be doing the easter egg stuffing at our I, church you had so. mentioned it last week and i know then, i had to pass your mind before you made thinking, the announcement it's like, yes, there's I mean, it's not like Tuesday. we it's not like they're gonna it's not like we have to stuff eggs there's going to be enough people here to stuff eggs it's, i mean yeah. it's not like we can't go do that for the homeless but what i'm getting back to is he's seeing a need that's there to help somebody and he's going to be bagging up 
food for these people, but is it going to be in the name of Jesus or is it going to be in the name of just, hey, I, I see a need and I'm going to help somebody. And right. I don't, and I'm not, I, I don't know if he's a Christian or not. I really didn't talk to him about that, but, but, you know, as a Christian, I'm thinking, wow, that is a really, really good idea to bag up food that they can carry with them throughout the day. That's really light little cups of fruit and little granola bars and little bags of chips just mm-hmm. and water bottles something that's really light that's not gonna weigh them down throughout the day yeah but something that's going to sustain them till they can get back to the mission to get another meal right so but to sustain a life for just this temporal world you know is not the end that we're looking for right Exactly. You know, but it's also, but once you meet that physical need, it can give you an inroad into the spiritual, and it'll help them be more receptive. You know, um, in that humanitarian Jesus, they were talking about how that Jesus had come to a certain city, and I can't remember the passage he was talking about. Come to a certain city, and he had healed many in that city. You know that that day that. A night they slept. The morning he woke up early and got apart to pray, to be with his father. And the disciples came to look look for him and said, hey, they're there. They're, they've come for you to heal more, whatever. And Jesus basically said, I've not come to do that. I've come to preach the gospel. Let's move on to this other city. And so the the whole end of what he was trying to do was not to heal everyone, not to feed everyone, not to cleanse everyone, but to preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I that's, and I think that and I th- there had to be, uh, I mean, in order for men to accept him as Savior and as the Messiah, there had to be an um, amount of works that he performed miracles that he performed that mm. only could be done the signs you know, backed up his message exactly. just the way it was with the apostles right and you know there had to be an an amount of that but i mean if he didn't continue on the path that he needed to go on that led him ultimately to the cross mm-hmm. you know he could have stayed in that town all you know the rest of his life healing those people and be into those people what they need physically. But if had he not walk, continued to walk down that road that he needed to go that led him ultimately to the cross, then all those works would have been in vain. Right. We would all still be dead in right. our sin. Lazarus, so. who was raised from the dead, was going to die again. All of the right. uh, 5,000 that were fed, they were going to be hungry again. Exactly. Uh, but he is the bread of life, and he is the resurrection and the life. And so... We have uh, yeah. more than just this temporal world when it comes to him. But if we do know one thing about God, this is another thing they brought in the book. It was so great. If we do know one thing about God, whether he's with us, whether he's with us in our home, in our house, and everything, whether he has a special place in his heart for us, you know, that's, that's there. But we know from Scripture that he does have a special place in his heart for the poor, for the... Um, for the um, the orphan, for the widow, for ones in society that are handicapped, uh, handicapped that are Outcast. off to the side, uh, that are disenfranchised is the mm-hmm. word they use. Disenfranchised. Those, God has a special place in his heart for those. Those that have gone enduring injustice, God has a special place in his heart for them. And we need to recognize that. And, you know, God's on their side. God's with them, you know. Um, and so we need to recognize that right. in our life. Now, right. I know there's different circumstances. You know, people may be in poverty because of the poor, you know, poor decisions that they've made where they've left God out. I, right. I, I can't, I, like it's again, I can't look into their heart. Only Jesus right. can look in their heart. Well, and I think that we just have to, whenever we do help somebody we just really have to go back to god's word and say you know if you've given a drink of water in my name you've done it to me yeah. you know, whether whatever they're going to do with whatever we give them 
you know, ultimately we just got to look at it. We're giving it to God and it's, it's, you know, they're going to answer to God what they have done with what they've received from somebody that's willing to give to them. You know, we, we can't just, we can't continue to keep our hands clenched tightly and not, you know, give freely, especially Mm -hmm. if it's food or drink or Mm -hmm. something that's going to help sustain life. There's, you know, there's no reason why we can't do that, but, but you're right there. And I think the thing that you had mentioned before with the, um, maybe God will help us get that one day, the, the trailer, like, um, Mm, the Coca-Cola, yes, the concession thingies or something, but not necessarily like Coca-Cola one, but you know, just a trailer the way you can open it up like a concession stand and hand out food and drinks and stuff going to the different trailer parks or going downtown into the, you know, where homeless people hang out or whatever. I mean, stuff like that, you know, and, and, and do it all in the name of Jesus and preaching the gospel as it's being handed Mm -hmm. out and everything. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. I really, and I'm, I'm like you, we really need to be about our father's business as far as going out into the the highways and the hedges as mm-hmm. far as that is. So, so yeah, that's very convicting. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm enjoying that book, but I'm yeah really you know having a hard time with it. It's, it's hey, I'm looking my, forward to um to Easter and looking forward to the kids are on spring break this week. Yeah. So this morning. I was so bad. I slept in like crazy late. And that's fine. Anyway, it's yeah. really not fine. It's very lazy. It would be fine if I didn't have so much around here to do. But I have so much around here to do. But you were about to have a chore chart. So hey, a chore you. chart. It's going to help lighten <laughs> the load that, I did a little hand bit. out the chore chart this mm-hmm. evening to the boys. And so... Uh, well, I haven't gone over it with Evan yet, so they have their responsibilities to uh, to take part of, and we'll trim it, hedge it, you know, we'll do whatever we need to as we go, but we've got a starting point in the, the chores that they need to do That's and right. we need to do, so That's we'll right. have something for both of us. Right now, I've got Evan and Grayson lined up with something. Um, but yeah, I'm looking looking forward to, to the time off we're going to. Uh, head out of town for a little bit, for a little while, just mm-hmm. to, for a few days, um, get away for a while. And so I'm looking forward to that. And then Easter's going to be a big day. So yeah. um, we're going to be really spent by the time next next Monday evening rolls around. We may not be able to record, but hi, Monday, y'all. Bye, ne- y'all. <laughs> I want you to see this. Next Monday, <laughs> next Monday, I've got the mission Monday night. I've got Easter Sunday, oh, the mission Monday, um, the bivocational preacher podcast is Tuesday, which tomorrow I'm going to be recording to preach on Wednesday and pass out on Thursday. I don't know if we're going to have outreach that night. I think I'm going to rest, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we, we got, we will definitely some. need to rest. I'll try to I'll try to do all the driving though. So Saturday you can be reading over or listening to whatever you need to um, do on the way home or whatever. Yeah, so. we'll be finishing that series, uh, the days of his passion. I have so enjoyed. That, yeah, I've so enjoyed this uh, study great. into the final week of the Lord Jesus. I really liked it going from. I know how you have like on um, um, Sunday morning, Joel be in a series on Sunday mornings that goes Sunday mornings, and then you'll be in a book on Sunday night that goes through, you know. But I really love it how it's it goes from Sunday morning, Sunday night, and then to Wednesday night. How it flows like that because the way my mind works, it doesn't, I don't retain too well, mm-hmm. and so from from it with it flowing like that. I really, really like that. Well, because I don't get confused on where we were. What did he say? You know, I have yeah. to. And so, you know, there's just, a, there's there's another preacher. His name's Mike Stone at uh, uh, Emanuel Baptist Church in Blackshear, Georgia. When he does a series, I mean, he'll do it Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night until he's done. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. 
especially when you're going, I mean, can you imagine what it'd been like for me to do the book of Acts the way I did 80 something messages from the book of Acts. And we did those constantly. Well, those weren't too constant, but well, (laughs) true, but, but that, yeah, I understand that would be, but, you know, but the the subject matter changed so much that, yeah, I mean, it could have, it could have worked. Yeah. But anyway, I'm just saying that just from, for me, that I like that. Hmm. I really like that. Well, I have to maybe try. I'm not trying to tell you to no, sway you no. to do. And, you know, and and so. and I, I wouldn't do that. But at the same time, I'd never known that that would be something that would be helpful. Helpful. I've I needed it as a necessity because I ran out of Sundays between <laughs> now and Easter, and I've got to be at the empty tomb by Sunday. So. <laughs> We got to, we've got to hurry this along. And what what was great about it is that uh, Sunday morning, you know, we'd just done on the Sunday before the um, uh, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus in the upper room, and Jesus in his betrayal, that moment, that day mm-hmm. in which all that took place. Then kind of the next day is the day of his crucifixion. Some say Good Friday. My conviction is not on a Friday, but we'll leave it at that. So when uh, this day comes, it's so big because you've got the trial of Jesus, then you have everything involved in the in the crucifixion. So I thought, well, I'll just break it up into two. And I do the trial of Jesus on Sunday morning. And then in order to get everything in by Easter Sunday, then I'll just do the crucifixion of Jesus Sunday night. And it happened to be the fifth Sunday night. And we observe the Lord's Supper when we had gone over the cross. It was just, mm-hmm. and then then we got to baptize a young man in our church. Mm-hmm. And so in one service, we got to observe the two ordinances that we, that we observe as Baptists. So it was wonderful, wonderful evening. But Wednesday, uh, we'll be in the tomb. Jesus will be buried. And we'll talk about all of the implications of that. And then Sunday, Easter Sunday morning, we'll be at then the empty the tomb. Morning. Amen. <laughs> then came the morning. <laughs> and so we'll be at the empty tomb. But God is so good. And, mm-hmm. and going through this last week with him has been wonderful. And it's been it's been heartbreaking to see his his condemnation before the Jews and before the Romans and before the crowd that day. He took my place in condemnation. And then he takes my place on the cross in crucifixion. Yeah. You know, I really hadn't, and maybe I have heard it and I just didn't really pay much attention to it. But as far as, you know, how the, was it the Sadducees or the Pharisees? The Pharisees or Sanhedrin? The, yeah, that's them. The Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin. You know how they were so. Um, careful to do everything customatically and by the law and, you know, everything had to follow this order. But when it came to Jesus' trial, everything that they stood for, like you said, that everything leaned towards towards mercy. If if there wasn't a, a unanimous guilty verdict... Then it would automatically be set free. He would be set free because, because mercy was not mercy a part. was not even part of the verdict, and right. that touched my heart so much that they didn't. That God, God had to literally harden those, harden their hearts to get Jesus to the cross. Mm-hmm. God Himself, the people that were quote unquote serving Him, mm-hmm. the only people. That were really his. God had to harden their hearts in order to get Jesus to that cross. Had they cont- had they followed their traditions and their customs and everything um, the way they had always done things, mm-hmm. Jesus would have never been put on that cross. Or it, or, you know, and or. Instead of it being, you know, God hardening their hearts, whatever the case may be, it shows how wicked the system had become. 
Well, the, yeah, the system had become wicked. Maybe I don't know. Their hatred of the truth of God, their hatred of of but what. They, but they didn't see it as the truth, though. They didn't see it as the truth. But all Jesus did was reveal their hypocrisy. All he did was tell them, you should not but, be. But there were some that believed. True. So there had to be the ones that went against There had to be those that went against. Yeah, there was a, there had to have been a dissenting so, voice in there. Now that dissenting voice was drowned out by the bloodthirsty group of the Sanhedrin. But Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus were secret followers of Jesus, and they would have not consented to this to this travesty of injustice. Right. That was going, but they were drowned out because. All in one voice, you know. Everybody, it wasn't. It wasn't like you, like I said, going from the youngest to the oldest, an orderly vote. Right. Just what else do we yelling. have to hear? Right. He says, you know, and everybody screams. And the high and, oh, priest ran his clothes, and and then he was told not to ever do that. So he was, he was dismissing everything Every, that he had been told that he knew that he was not to rent his clothes, but yet in his. Anger and in his, and just mm-hmm. dismissing, you know, his godliness. Really, he uh, and just being a vessel of the devil. Really, yeah. unfortunately, but in 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 reality, it was a vessel of God because it had to be, mm-hmm. had to be, mm-hmm. had to be done. Yeah, there had to be somebody. That started the the anger and the mob and all that. I mean, and and that was him. It was him. And when when they saw the high priest dismiss his commands, and he just led that on to you know blow up big time. Yeah. What you see here and what you're talking about, and you and I are talking about, are the two, you know the two tracks that are so difficult to understand, the two train tracks that run together, the sovereignty of God and the, and the, and the, uh, the volition, the free will of man. Mm-hmm. And Peter says it best through the determinate counsel and the foreknowledge of God, God mm-hmm. had ordained this and you by wicked hands murdered him. Mm-hmm. Both are in the same sentence in yeah. the same breath. Right. Uh, the mind of God we may never completely understand everything about how that works, right. but both of it was at work. Yes, yeah. God was ordaining and prearranging, but yet God was allowing the wicked hearts of these men to run wild. Mm-hmm. And that's what it ultimately led to. Mm-hmm. So it was a wonderful passage of Scripture to think about and to dwell on and to... Yeah, there were just some truths in that that I hadn't really, hadn't really thought about, or, or had just not recalled, or mm-hmm. whatever, when you were talking about them. Yeah, but Jesus is so wonderful. Yeah, when he was on the cross, I was on his mind. That song just kept going through. Yeah, me. and 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 as. You, know, you were talking about how they were plucking out his beard and they were spitting in his face and they were driving that crown of thorns, three-inch thorns, into his head. And and all I'm sitting there is thinking, and the whole time he's loving them to yeah. death. And, and that's it. I love you to death. Nobody has, and like you said, he breathed out his life. He gave up mm-hmm. the ghost. Nobody took his life from him. He right. had to give it up because, like you said, the wages of sin is death. He had no sin. The spotless Lamb of God he dismissed laid his down his body. life. He, he dismissed, dismissed his life. life yeah. And his life for mine. Mm. And I'm so thankful that um, I've not only been taught that all my life, 
But I'm so glad that there was a time in my life where I went from the mental knowledge and the head knowledge of of Christ to actually repenting, you know, that gift of repentance that comes in receiving the life that we have through Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection. I'm, I'm so thankful that there was a time in my life where I realized I was dead in my sin. Yeah. I was on my way straight to hell, and he's my only hope. You know, you were, you're talking about that. I was thinking it was in a, it was in a, servant re, uh, a service recently. There was uh, a new person in the, in the service um, that had come in a gentleman and never seen them before, never talked to them before, um, a younger person sitting in the congregation as they looked at me, I could, t- I could read the suspicion and the cynicism on their face as I led the music, as I talked about the Lord and as everything leading up to the preaching. And, you know, I could sense a snide kind of, you know, whatever, kind of, I don't know. You can't see anybody's heart, but you can read their body language, their gesture. And that's what I kept getting. And I, Holy Spirit took me back to myself, not 21 years ago, but 22 years ago. I was that man. I was that same young man that sat in the back of the congregation and said, you're such a phony you're you you're such a, this is just a bunch of hype and you're looking for an offering just to keep making a living doing nothing preacher man you uh i've seen it all i've heard it all you know there's nothing new you're going to tell me I, that was me it was me 22 years ago that was me right. in that back row and god smote my heart and think and I, again i'm faced with the miracle of conversion the mm-hmm. miracle of salvation god changed my heart and let me realize it's real it's it's real what we've experienced and what we know of saving grace is real Mm -hmm. and i praise the lord praise the lord for it and i hope everybody that listens to this program knows and experiences that same reality of conversion of the change of heart that comes with knowing knowing him who gave his all on the cross Mm -hmm. cross for us well, we're a little bit over an hour here, so oh, we did it again. Yeah, we, we said it was going to be fifteen minutes. I tonight. said it was going to be a twenty minute podcast, and that was it. But you get us talking about the Lord, we're going to we're going to be here a while. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love, you I love the way we talk about the Lord together. Well, um, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and uh, and then we'll we'll end this podcast. All right, okay. dear Lord Jesus, we love you. Thank you for all that we look forward to in the coming days with the Easter celebration, the celebration of your resurrection. And we, we, we serve a living Savior. And you are alive. Father, you're, I've sensed your presence in this room as we have discussed your death, your, your death upon the cross, your condemnation before the judgment of men. Oh, Lamb, Lamb of God, thank you for enduring that in my place. Thank you for dying on that cross for my sin. Father, I pray that others uh, that are listening to this podcast, whether they have great burdens and needs or whether they are unknowing of the of the gift of your love, Father, I pray they would come to know you today. I pray they would cast their cares upon the Lord. I pray that they would repent of their sins and believe on you this hour. Thank you for doing that for me. 21 years ago. Thank you for how you changed my wife's life 21 years ago. Father, I pray that you would continue to bless our home, bless our family and our church. Bless these listeners that have have, have taken this hour to spend it with us. Father, God, I pray that you would put your stamp of approval on what's happened today in this podcast, and, and God, that you would, you would touch hearts. Father, we ask this in the precious name of the Lamb of God, Jesus. Amen. Well, don't forget to uh, stop by the website and make sure you get on our email list. And then also, we've yet to see a review. So I don't know who's listening. Uh, is there anyone listening out there? Out there? Out there? Out there? Out there? Sounds like an echo. I was trying to make an echo. So uh, stop by 
and leave a review or a comment or something. Let us know that you're out there and listening. It doesn't mean we're going to stop or anything like that, but we do want to know that there is an audience out there listening to us. We've enjoyed doing this and hope it's a blessing. Maybe some of your feedback, you know, uh, would help us maybe tailor this program better. No, we at least have one listener. Well, my mom and no, your mom don't count. Kathy grows. Kathy does. She actually looks forward to our podcast. She Thank says you, Kathy. it's quite addictive for a nosy person. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love her. <laughs> uh, we love you, Kathy. Appreciate you listening to us. All right. Well, this is the uh, this is our podcast for the love of us. I'm Ronnie. And I'm Carrie. And we'll see you next week.